from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Dear, dear friend, Kellyanne Conway is here. We've known each other a long time, worked together on projects. She's a former Trump senior counselor, and she was the campaign chairman and campaign manager for the Trump-Pence campaign in 2016. Founded the polling company, now runs KAC Consulting, if I have that right. And most importantly, brand new book, hot off the press. It's a terrific book. Here's the deal. A memoir. It's a great. Kellyanne, I actually, um, when I see you Wednesday, I've read a pretty good chunk of the book. And all I'll say is somebody who's written a couple of books, good for you. Good for you. It's a good read. Very good read. Thank you, Larry. As you know, these are labors of love, and <laughs> this is my memoir. Even though I'm only 55, God willing, I have decades of life ahead of me, but people are very interested in the story behind the stories, and that means just the way I was raised. Was I raised to be a Republican? Was I, Did I come from a political family? What is my background? What do I see as the future for those 74 million Trump voters uh, who are really hurting under the Biden-Harris economy now, very frustrated with what they see happening across this country, and frankly, weren't there on January 6th inside the Capitol and don't like being denigrated and castigated by the mainstream media and some of the never-Trumpers. So really, this book also lays out all the Trump accomplishments, uh, which you had a big hand in helping to make so. And I wanted to record them for all time. I know President Trump and Vice President Pence and others talk about them routinely. They're Trump accomplishments. They would not have happened without his leadership and his moxie and his political outsider businessman's instinct to get things done with a ferocity and a velocity that often escapes Washington. Uh, But I wanted to put them here because people should know that in the Trump White House, as you know, Larry, uh, all of us had access to the president. We were in and out of the Oval Office, in and out of briefings and meetings. And I think the, the way he operated was just much more transparent and much more accessible to the people around him and, frankly, to the American people. Whether you liked his tweets or not, he put out an instant free-of-charge communication to the American people routinely. They always knew uh, what he was thinking. And you know what, Larry? In the White House where you and I worked, nobody ever had to ask the questions Who's in charge and what does the president really think? Isn't that the truth? You know, at that point, we, a lot of us had really, you're right, unlimited open access to the president. And he liked that a lot. You know, the other thing that occurs to me, so you're sitting there in some policy discussion and all of a sudden he decides he wants to bring somebody in from the outside, right? (laughs) So he calls to to Molly or whoever in the outer oval, and he gets somebody else on the phone and includes them in the conversation (laughs) to add to the conversation. Now, I have no idea whether Biden does anything like that or not, but I always thought that was very cool. (laughs) Sometimes he had several people add to the conversation. And, you know, this was not national security stuff. This is usually domestic policy stuff. But he was in total touch with everybody. He loved to have as many inputs as possible. That's right. And that's the mark of a leader, uh, a leader comfortable in his skin who's going to execute on the promises, deliver on the promises he made to the American people. So I know what you're talking about. Pick up the phone. People get involved. They're getting a call from President Trump. They can hardly believe it. But they were made for a moment like that, Larry. People who had been working on surprise medical billing or, or health care or health transparency or school choice or an alternative to Obamacare, 
the Affordable Care Act, people had been working on that for years, and they were expert in their field. And to get a call and be consulted by the President of the United States, I think the more inputs, the better, so long as you have a leader like Donald Trump, who then weighs all the options and consequences, um, hears all of the credible information, considers it, and then makes the decision. Because after all, his name and Mike Pence's name were on the ballot. Larry Kudlow, Kellyanne Conway were not on the ballot. The buck stops with him. He made the decisions. And as you know, there were some policy debates I lost. Uh, and But I, I at least knew I had a, a boss who heard me, who listened, who respected our opinions, and who and who solicited them. I, I have to answer your other question. I have no confidence that that's the standard operating procedure for both most White Houses and most mm-hmm. West Wings, L- least of all this one. I mean, how can you explain 13, Larry, 13 senior officials in Vice President Kamala Harris's office already have left. Mm. Think about that. These are dream jobs that she's turned into a nightmare. So if they felt that they were being heard, that the, the briefing material they put together was being absorbed and assimilated and acted upon, I suspect they would have stayed the way you and I stayed. Mm. Dream jobs, by the way. Dream jobs is exactly <laughs> right. It was a dream job. Mine was a dream job. I loved that job. NEC. I love that job. And of course, you were right across the hall in the set. What did you call it? The cool kids were on the, the second cool kids floor. wing. And you were the you were the coolest and biggest cool king of all, my friend. And you had Ivanka Trump right there, White House Council. We were the cool kids wing. I I, I, I have a story, in, and you, you know how this was. I have a story in the in the book where the president solicits me to the Oval Office one day, and I Tom hands me my folder. I'm ready to go. Okay, I have it all tabbed. Everything we've been talking about, everything he's been asking me about, things I want to raise with him. And I walk in, and it's a totally different conversation. Yes, you know. yes, but, yes. And he asked me, he said, did you see my tweet? And I said, my goodness, Mr. President, it takes me 12 seconds to get here in three-inch heels. I don't know. Did I miss it? And, you know, <laughs> classic case, though. Classic <laughs> case. But, you know, Larry, as you full well appreciate, and everyone should acknowledge, that way of governing, that pace is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I do think some people uh, couldn't do it. They got squeezed out, never got there to begin with, fired or, or slinked away or just left on their own accord, whatever it was. But there was a certain Darwinism at work in that White House and that West yes. Wing for many different reasons. But you just said something important I want to amplify and explain from Kellyanne Conway's perspective. I thought that was a dream job, senior counselor and the president in the White House, because like you, it's a public, like you, you appreciate a public service job. So you and I gave up seven figures, maybe more, to be there. And I never looked back. I never even thought about the money lost. I never, because you see that you're in the thick of it. It's not your name in light. It's that you're doing something that affects so many people with positive consequence, that tax cut and jobs act that you worked on before you just months before you actually came into a formal in a formal capacity that created so much growth, Larry Kudlow word and wealth for everyday Americans. Everybody got everybody got relief out of that tax cut and jobs act, repatriating wealth and jobs that are parked legally overseas and, and, and that deregulation agenda and energy independence. The list goes on and on. And these just aren't sound bites to prove the efficacy and, and, the, and the success of the Trump administration. That's a given. Anybody can read a list. It's to really be, bring people inside the room and see how these decisions were made. Larry, there were a couple of people who didn't like it. The never-Trumpers, some of whom had worked in White House, some who never have, mainly because they lost the races they worked on. But I don't think they had the kind of access to the principles we did. I don't think they had the kind of seat at the table. And, and you can hear that in their criticisms. Number two, and most of all, the middleman did not like the fact that Donald Trump cut out the middleman. Mm. And the middleman is the media. They didn't like it. I think their, their 
their job is to get the story, but most days they thought their job was to get the president and his family and the people around them and their families. And I think folks like you and me, I mean, you're the expert here. You have your own television show. Again, you did for years, and now you do again. God bless you. Highest rated show. Everybody watches it. Must see TV. And you know what, Larry? I think we were a little bit more accustomed to how to deal with the media. But I got gobbled up. Those first couple months were very difficult on me and my children, um, who would see people writing things about their mother that were unrecognizable. And I think all of that was unfortunate for a very simple reason, that if you have any kind of distraction, disruption, people just throwing logs in the way of the president's agenda. It hurts the country. And if you look back, chapter 30 of my new book, Here's the Deal, is called Collusion, Illusion, Delusion. It's all about the two and a half plus years of this Russian, as the president clearly rightly says, hoax. And it just wasted time and money and Mm -hmm. angst, all those young people who had a lawyer up, and for what? Uh, Here we are. Anything that we know about Russia collusion, delusion, had to do with the Hillary people, had to do with the DNC. So people may say, why are you bringing that up again? Because it's in the news right now, the Sussman trial. It's in the news because people should know Donald Trump got all that done uh, amidst this Mm. constant assault Mm. on him and his his work. That's a key point. And it all, every bit of it was a damn lie. Every single bit of it. But your point there, he had an ability to comp, compartmentalize all of that nonsense, even though it it ate at him and gnawed away at him and it made him furious and he was right to be furious because all a bunch of damn lies, but he still got all this other stuff done, which is really quite remarkable. Uh, we're talking to Kellyanne Conway and the name of the book is Here's the Deal, a memoir. I want to sell a lot of books today on radio. Uh, <laughs> one click on Amazon, undoubtedly. Uh, Kellyanne, just for this part, I was up until two in the morning reading the, particularly the chapter on 20, 2020. That was our toughest year with the pandemic. Have you ever seen a challenge like that before in your career lifetime? Never. It was a challenge within a conundrum, within uh, in a, in a near impossibility. And I think the president handled it very well. I know there are people in his ear now um, reinventing history and, and what's said in this particular book. But here are the facts. Uh, he was. I had this whole chapter in there where he calls me on, on New Year's Eve going into 2020, and I think, you know, what can possibly go wrong? It's going to be a great year. And then, of course, we're hit with a once-in-a-century global pandemic. Uh, we're hit with um, we're, we're hit with a re-election campaign that had to, and I think, frankly, never successfully did shift over to a new policy set to make sure people knew everything that this president and the White House the administration were doing to help mitigate the damage and save lives when it came to COVID. No one else in the Oval Office would have and could have, in my view, Larry, gotten those pharmaceutical companies and the, uh, the private sector and the public sector to work together to develop therapeutics and vaccines in record time. Mm-hmm. There's no way, in less time than it takes to have a baby, Larry Cullo, mm-hmm. they got those shots in the arm. <laughs> developing only, only Donald Trump with Operation Warp Seat. And really just the, the, ventilator, the ventilator cupboards were bare. There mm-hmm. weren't enough masks and PPP. And the PPP you worked on just to make sure our small businesses and many other institutions stayed afloat. Uh, So there was so much going on that we were trying to figure out day by day. And listen, respectfully, the president was listening to the doctors. And the doctors had a lot of mixed messages, particularly at the beginning. Don't wear a mask. That would look ridiculous. The WHO itself on Twitter, of course, of all things, said that China assured them There is no human-to-human transition. Mm. Dr. Fauci saying that viruses like that do not present like through a- 
asymptomatic spread. I mean, none of this ended up being true. So I think the best thing would, would have been even for the doctors and scientists to say, here is what we think we know, but we're still finding out and we'll yeah. bring you along. Um, and then you had the George Floyd murder and the civil unrest and the riots that followed, the re-election campaign, $1.4 billion. I just think they should have focused more on policy. Yeah. And I'm sorry that they, they came up short when it was time for the electors to certify the election. I'm Hang heartbroken on. that he's not in there. Well, so am I, by the by. I want to talk about that. Uh, Got to take a quick break. Folks, the name of the book is Here's the Deal, a memoir. The author is Kelly Ann Conway. Uh, there's no smarter person on politics and policy than Kellyanne Conway. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to be right back because perhaps President Trump is going to go and run again and complete some unfinished business. Stay with us, please. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm talking to dear friend Kellyanne Conway, former Trump senior counselor and campaign manager in the 2016 run She's got a great new book out. I was up late last night reading it because I only got it really yesterday. Anyway, it's called Here's the Deal, a memoir. One click on Amazon. we got to sell a million books. Radio is a great way to sell books, Kellyanne. Kellyanne, I'm just making a quick list here. Closing the border, ringing the bell on the China threat, tax cuts and growth, and especially for the minorities, uh, protecting the unborn, appointing constitutionalist judges, and Operation Warp Speed. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm forgetting. Uh, Vladimir Putin stayed home, okay, no, in, no, no adventurism while Trump was president. So all of that, despite, as you mentioned before the break, uh, the constant press attacks and the whole Russian business, which was a complete fat lie from day one, um, you said on the TV show when you came on that he would like to run again and he's got some unfinished business. It's the unfinished business part that was really interesting to me. Tell us what you're thinking. Sure, Larry. So obviously President Trump was preparing for a second term. We all wished he would have gotten one. We all wish he was there right now. There's no doubt. And the we isn't just the people who worked around him or folks who call themselves Republicans or conservatives. If you look at everybody's polling, Larry, including the mainstream media's polls, it now includes a healthy majority of Republicans, independents, young people, seniors, junior seniors, as I call them, suburban women. Uh, They're hurting under the Biden-Harris administration. So that unfinished business would really be to expand some of the gains from the first term and to try to get that to try to get the House and the Senate back so that he can have a Republican House and a Senate rather than the Democratic House and Senate hell bent on trying to impeach him um, twice and whatnot and, and, and worry about things that don't really affect Americans. And, and get get more stuff done. I think a, a, a permanent and much better replacement for government-run health care, another tax cut for individuals and employers. I think doing more on education, school choice, charters. Listen, we all we all know that we already believe that President Trump ran on repealing Common Core, expanding school choice. But after the pandemic, Larry, you know how many parents and non-parents and the students themselves felt screen time and school time was just a little too much, went on a little too long. I think that the president would love to be the be the leader who presides over an expansion of school choice and charters, educational freedom, so that every child in this country has an opportunity to access education that is worthy of their humanity and dignity. And then look abroad. 
Putin was not in Ukraine. Iran was not, as a nuclear-capable country, salivating at our best friend Israel. Uh, China was, you know, China had been brushed back. There was an enforceable, verifiable, specific trade deal that you had a lot, an awful lot to do with. Uh, trade deals with Korea, Japan, Mexico, Canada. So when you look at what he did do, he would have continued to do that and do more of it. So I, I know there's unfinished business. And the second thing is he's got the best contrast available to Joe Biden on policy. He can say to Americans, look, I know you hope it does get better. But folks, remember, it was better not that long ago because I was there. Simple message if he's willing to do Deliver it. You know, I think that <clears throat> two things. One is uh, uh, another Trump presidency would stop the woke cultural stuff, I'm just going to call it. Stop it. All these values that they're instilling uh, into or trying to instill in the kids. I think Trump would back the parents against the school boards and the teachers' unions. He would have generated, you know, strong values, America first type values, go back to the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We've gotten so far off the beaten track. Stop all the talk about gender. Stop all the talk about sex, particularly with, you know, young kids, five-year-old kids. A bunch of us are working right now. We had Mick Mulvaney on this show earlier. Russ Vogt and I and Steve Moore uh, and Kevin Brady uh, and Brooke Rollins, we're putting together a, bal- a pro-growth balanced budget plan which would remedy America's finances, which are in some very sad shape right now. I think that would be a second, you know, another term for Trump. We could get that done. So there is plenty of work to be done. Let me also, just before I lose you, let me go back something. The, in terms of the 2020 election, the, the coronavirus, the pandemic, He never got credit enough for Operation Warp Speed. How much do you think the pandemic played in the 2020 election? I'm very clear about that in the book. I think it it allowed things like Zuck Bucks to help Mm. rig the election, meaning Mm. uh, when I saw that Dave Bossie Citizens United movie rigged, and I'm in it, President Trump is in it. In fact, there is a part in it where President Trump is talking to Dave Bossie, explains all the malfeasance and improprieties, and then says, and we lost. Those are his words. Uh, and, and I say right in there that when, you, when I saw that movie, the president said, what did you think? I said, Mr. President, I saw that movie. I'm surprised you won Mississippi, meaning the fix was in in many places. If you're going to spend $400 million and if every grant of $1 million plus ended up going for COVID-compelled voting measures to 92% of the districts that Joe Biden won, Larry, then, then you see that, of course, there was malfeasance afoot. Uh, I also think it affected it in another way. COVID was a reason for us to do the the stop the spread, stay at home, get the kids out of school, uh, surge the supplies, as you've said, et cetera. But COVID went from being a reason to an excuse for many of these left wingers who knew they had a turkey of a candidate in Joe Biden. Just as they were, they had a turkey of a candidate in Hillary Clinton, and they tried to cheat, lie, and steal, including this Russia collusion, steal dossier, Sussman nonsense. They did it with COVID in 2020. They used that as an excuse, an excuse for what, Kelly? Oh, universal mail ballots, ballot harvesting, right. violating the chain of custody. Um, in Pennsylvania, the election officials, who are not officially elected to anything, Larry Cutlow, they allowed people to deliver uh, ballots long past the due date, long mm-hmm. past the hour in which you're supposed to collect them. So, there, of course, there were things going on all over the country. It's just too bad that the $1.4 billion 2020 campaign never adapted away from the roaring economy, energy independence, re-election onto, you know, really having uh, elect, uh, voter 
observers, election observers in place, maybe ring cameras in the back alley mm-hmm. if you want to see if anybody's bringing, you know, bipartisan measures that would restore faith in the election process. But look, President, I write in the book, President Trump himself had sounded the alarm bell in April, maybe May, I think it was April of 2020. And he said, Larry, if they, if they allow mail-in ballots, we're going to lose. Yep. They can cheat. He said yep. that early, and I really think those who were in charge should have should responded have to that. Yep. Should have jumped on it. Yep. That election, it's funny, it, it's not the recounting of fraudulent votes. It was the fact that that election was rigged before the voting ever took place, where, as you say, Zuckbucks, they put four or $500 million into hiring Democratic operatives into swing districts so that the mail-in ballots and the harvesting of that ballots would take place. That's they were right. fraudulent ballots to begin with. And I and and you're right that so with the derivative of mail-in ballots was COVID. I mean, the COVID became a reason, and they're trying to make it permanent now. Well, that's is, the real problem here, Larry. It, that's the real problem here, if you ask me, my friend. And I write about it in the book. If we make permanent and codify and institutionalize these COVID-compelled once-in-a-century pandemic measures, we're cooked. Mm. Uh, and, and I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of Republican governors and state legislatures are allowing this to happen. I think all the focus on 2020 has um, also sort of interrupted the need for speed in terms of making sure it doesn't happen in 2022 and, of course, 2024. Hey, Larry, if, if all these differences were done because of a once-in-a-century pandemic, talk to me again in 98 years about how to handle it. It should not be that way now. And uh, back to one quick thing you said, because you'll never really take the full credit. Uh, America First Policy Institute, the AFPI, Brooke Rollins, Linda McMahon, you and so many others, working on policy is it that is that that is the linchpin that is the 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 key that unlocks the door well for you've the come in with this you've come in with this which i is have I'm, I'm i'm the chair of the center fabulous. on the american child but i think the work is great and it's substantive and the american people are starving for it the name of the book here's the deal a memoir the author kelly ann conway thank you kelly ann love we'll talk soon folks thank you, larry. i'm larry kudlow this is the larry kudlow show We're going to take a break, and then we're going to do some stock market work. A very good week for the stock market. Maybe it's a relief rally. We'll talk about it. Please stick around. I'm Kudlow. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.